0: Welcome to the Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 108. Okay, Lauren,
1: did your toddlers ever go through a stage where they just want to constantly change their clothes?
0: Mm, Yes and no, not really. No, but I know what you're saying. Oh my gosh, Luke is
1: in a stage where I think he legit changes his clothes like 12 times a day.
0: Really? It It is is
1: constant and And it's driving me crazy.
0: And he's a boy. Yeah. Which is so funny. I feel like it's definitely a girl thing to Uh, like do the different things and try on the layers. Line? What are you trying yes. to say right now? No, I'm no, not trying really? to say anything. <laughs> so but it's so funny that he's he's intrigued in all his t-shirts. I know or the array of t-shirts. Oh, or and shorts. it's bottoms
1: too. That's yeah. the biggest beatdown. Oh, you know, so funny. It's so annoying. Okay, and then I have another thing I have to tell you. Yes, I started a new show last night.
0: Oh, I actually started. I had it too
1: actually this week. Okay, let's see if it's the same one. Oh my gosh, what if? No, it's not. But okay, the morning show. On Apple Plus. Oh, I don't
0: have Apple. No, it's for free. You can watch it for free on the Apple Plus whatever app. Jen, and Aners- A- Jen Aniston and Reese. Reese. What Jen- are you seeing? Steve Carell. It is so good. Yeah, it is so good. She won her Golden Globe for that last year. Did she? Jen Aniston. Yeah. It ha- it, has it been out that long? Yeah, it has. Remember Brad and Jen at the Golden Globes and everyone was dying was over it. Was that what it was for? Yeah, for the oh, morning I didn't show. know
1: that.
0: Yes. Now oh, it's, it's
1: really good. Okay.
0: Is Reese the same character she is in every single thing?
1: She's a saucy Southern gal. Oh,
0: well, there you go. <laughs> she always is. I love Reese Witherspoon probably the most. Oh I'm my gosh. I'm an okay Jennifer Aniston fan. Okay. But, There's, and Steve Carell will I will love forever. I
1: don't know. Tell me if you've heard this, but is it based on Matt Lauer's life?
0: Is it? Do you know this? I don't know.
1: I do not know. I'm only one episode in and fair warning. There is language in the show thus far, but it's like about the Me Too movement and him getting fired in the premiere, the first episode about sex allegations and harassment. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Matt Lauer flashback. Yeah. Is this what this is?
0: That triggers me because yeah, I, I know. Matt, I, know. I have a like a secret love affair for Matt. Maybe I was, I was under his spell like many women. I know. No, and I don't get that. Like, what lo- did you like about no, I'm him? I'm kidding. I, I loved Matt Lauer. I just thought I liked his approach. I thought his voice, he seems very charming. It wasn't like he was like, ooh, babe or anything. I just loved watching my news with Matt Lauer. I did. Yeah. And then like Katie Couric came and then Anne Yes, came. I forget her last name. And then Savannah Guthrie came. And Matt was always there. And I just really always liked Matt. And so when he, like, as anyone else, you somewhat look up to or enjoy, has to fall from grace and disappoint you greatly. Turn out to be a horn dog yep. and a perv. I was so sad by yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. But it's crazy the parallels.
0: It's the exact
1: storyline. And well, I'm just like. Be. Whoa, it's crazy. Okay,
0: I'll, I'll have to check it out. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I mean, again, I've only watched one episode, but I'm I'm digging it so far.
0: So the one I turned on this week, I started. It's on Netflix, and it's called Turn. Oh, never heard of it. And it is about um, the American Revolution and spies, oh. and this and just kind of talking about the British. In George Washington just got introduced, and technically, you know they're kind of the Americans, they probably weren't even called that yet, but you know, the colonists trying to fight back to Britain and that how some towns did comply to the Brits. Like they were just, and they'd like, let them stay in their homes, the, the red coats and all these things. And then there were like the rebels and the people, the Americans that didn't want to, they ran away from Britain for this reason. They wanted freedom. They didn't want to be under the King. So this one man, he's not a boy, he's probably, you know, 25, he's married. But his father is like very influenced with the redcoats in the town, and he becomes a spy and like trans am getting transporting information and things. And it's starting to get a little sketchy and obviously super dangerous. And oh man, what Where did rough, you find this go. It just popped up on my screen. It's an AMC show. I think there's three seasons, and I think that's it. And so we turned it on, and I do find that I, I like. I've said a million times, I love a good period piece. At different eras, especially like 1700s, that's such an interesting time. And yeah, I don't know. I just turned it on and it pulled us in. And I was like, okay. So I'm about like five or six episodes in. It was on AMC. So, like our episode last week, talking about ratings, it's a little cleaner. Definitely no language. It's definitely a little cleaner. There's a little bit of violence, I've been mean, that timeframe, but um,
1: yeah, so far, so good. yeah, it's
0: interesting. Just turn. kind of
1: turn. Because, Anybody you know in it?
0: Um, the main guy is Jamie Bell. You remember Jamie Bell? You probably recognize him if you saw him. He's kind of like a B-list actor, but I do know who he is. Okay. And um, a few, no, no, yeah. no big names though. Okay, cool. interesting. But first we want to share with you a special new feature on our website, themomvoice.com. If you've been looking for a way to support the podcast, go to the page, shop the show and check out our sponsors or all our favorite products. This is a great way for us to share with you and easy access for all of the links and discount codes. Thanks for tuning in. Well, speaking of TV and the British. Yeah. Bombshell. News came out this week. Another American
1: running from the Brits. Man, <laughs> right? Crazy. We have. I didn't even plan that, guys. I know, man. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, we're talking about the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry interview with Oprah that came out this week.
0: Oh, well, let's just start there. Why is Megan's name first? We're talking about the prince. Come on, I know. You know I, why I, is Megan's name very first? I know. I thought that too. Why is that? I know. She's it's running the show. That's literally why. Literally running
1: the show. <laughs> All of it. Okay. In case you've been, you know, under a rock, tell everybody what this was.
0: I well, and I just heard that twelve million people oh, viewed. I that read 18 the night. just now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. So it will. That's crazy. Yeah, Oprah sat down with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry in California. And according to Oprah, it was an unpaid interview, no subject, no questions off limit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, voluntarily, and they were just going to share their story. And they did. And it was very interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we actually talked about
1: Megxit (laughs) a year ago. If you go back and listen, there's like a Hot Takes episode, I think, where we talk about Megxit, which is what they dubbed them leaving the UK. And so, yeah, the interview goes into a lot of depth behind, from their perspective, what was going on behind the scenes, what led to that departure. I mean, Oprah talks about if they feel like they were let down, if they were attacked, like all of the things. And I would say like, I generally came away from it. It's hard for me, for Megan to come across as 100% genuine now, for some reason. She seemed extremely polished and like extremely prepared for this. Do you know what I mean? Like next level. I feel like Harry, when he was speaking, his was a little bit more raw and real And just think about that. If you had gone through all of this trauma, like all of this like torture and hating and all of it, like you would be kind of messed up, right? Like she kind of seemed
0: like a robot a little bit, just spitting out the answers. But also we mentioned off mic that, I mean, she's an actress at the end of the day and she kind of knows how to play into that. I mean, an actor can play into emotions and know how to turn it on at the right times. I'd had a hard time Feeling for her because I just felt like any example that came up, it's her word against theirs now. And so, when, oh, did you make Kate cry? And I can only imagine how it feels to have fake or false stories and things stated about you all the time. Absolutely. But she already was in Hollywood and understood that world of tabloids and paparazzi. Nonetheless, you're marrying the most famous family in the whole entire world. You have to understand that comes with it. So, tabloids and stories, it's like, Get that thick skin, move on. But every example was perfectly to her favor. Yeah. With when she said the Kate thing about her crying, I mean, who really knows? And that's fine. She maybe she was hurt in, in reverse. Or I, I just felt yeah. like it kind of fell too perfectly in her favor that everything that was ever said was wrong. And everyone that ever talked to her was wrong to her. And yeah. I just, yeah. I, I that's I don't know, almost hard for me to totally believe.
1: Right. No, I hear you. And let me preface this by saying we are huge Megan fans. Yeah, Like we were so excited for Harry. Like, man, what a dream fairy tale wedding. But can we just start there? that they got married three days before that wedding.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, I thought that was special. Like, Let's be us and go run away and do us first, and oh, then we'll me, be for the it world. Took away from like what I was watching, you sure, know.
1: Sure, I'm like, oh well, that's lame. So you've been lying to us for two years now about that. Like, oh my goodness. So I don't know. I will say, I call total BS on the part where she says that Harry literally stopped her as they were on the way to meet the Queen for the first time and was like, "Do you know how to curtsy?" You know, and that she had no idea she had to curtsy for the queen. And I I don't know. That blows my mind a little bit. And she swears she never Googled him. Like she just had no idea about the royals or anything like that. And I don't know. I'm like, yes, you're American. But
0: yeah, I think even saying the word naive is a bit... I, who's that naive? I you understand this is like the oldest family in the world, and this monarchy, I, the institution, whatever you want to call it. I think that was unrealistic. And if if that is true, shame on you, Megan. Because you, on Harry, you should have been aware of the circumstances and the responsibilities of being part of the royal family. And if you didn't even know you had to curtsy to the queen, I don't know where where you're at. And Harry too. Yes. Understand that this is what we're getting into. I think having the, the background too with the crown coming out and Diana's story resurfacing, especially recently, I think a lot of people kind of can relate to Meghan and support her and sympathize for her because yes, Clearly, we saw on the other end already one story and Diana did not have a happy ending and how tragic that was and how a lot of that could have been avoided if the queen had stepped in, if Charles had treated her differently, if the institution had protected her more or you considered her feelings. So do I think that could have happened to Meghan? Absolutely. It's happened before. And as Harry said, we don't want history to repeat itself. But Megan, you are a strong, capable woman. You know, when Oprah said, were you silent or were you silenced? And that is true. I mean, I know so much of your phone and your Instagram and everything is shut down and how as an American, that would probably feel very crazy, like totally different world, totally different experience. And you're feeling very out of control. But I, I don't know. I guess it's your priorities would have to change being part of the royal family. You're thinking more about country and family and, you know, doing duty the good and yeah. duty. Yeah. And there is such a, a title with that and a responsibility with that. So having to give up some things, of course, came with that and quite a few things. But I know feeling trapped. And she, he even said, my father's trapped. William's trapped. Yes, they are trapped. They don't have the luxury to say like you did, Harry, to walk away and say, I'm going to go live a normal life. They don't. They are going to be king. And I do think there should be something said for that. I think there should be some sort of noble respect, duty. That is part of your bloodline. And that is part of like world history. And I think you have a lot of perks that come with that. But I know it's a very, very hard responsibility. Yeah,
1: It, it is. But I agree with what you said. Like, it's bigger than just the
0: one person. It's bigger than the person. And you saw that through the crown with yeah. the queen, how much she she gave, she sacrificed. And she didn't even ask for it. She wasn't even properly in line for this position. And yet she gave her life to the crown and to the institution and the country. And, and if anything, I guess what could irk me the most is that the, lim- the limited control the royal family actually truly has. I mean, it is down to this institution, prime minister, all these other things that even I still don't fully understand. Yeah, I think inter- as Americans, Americans, we don't. Go. But I,
1: I think that they serve a very important role in their culture yes. and in the cohesiveness right. of their right. people, mm-hmm. because I think there's like a pride there. I mean, just Queen Elizabeth alone. I mean, think about it. She's been there since World War II. And all of the different conflicts and all of the civil issues and everything. And she's just been constant and has always been an example for her people. And like, I don't know, I,
0: I look up to her so much. I mean, there are no words. I mean, there are no words. It's so admirable what she's done. And continues to do. She's like George's grandma. We're we're like, when is she going to die? I She's going to live forever. And Queen Elizabeth dying will be a very oh. big day. And even this dynamic could change drastically. Being Charles being king and William then right there and all the things. It's, yeah, it's, <sighs> it's a lot. I don't know. I came away from
1: it feeling very conflicted. Because Megan's talking about like wanting to commit suicide and All these like really, really hard, heavy, very real things. And at the same time, though, I feel so bad for Harry. I I still do. I do too. I feel like I know that is a hard life. But at the same time, I think he understands what his purpose is. Mm -hmm. He was raised to do the work and Mm -hmm. to do the job. And he's been through so much with William and everything and to not be talking to him anymore. Like I know when there's conflict in my family, like how hard that is. And to just think of those two, I don't know. I heard it once somewhere along the way that if you step back and look at whoever the common denominator is, where there is issue, like who the common
0: person is, the common
1: thread. That's usually who the issue, like where the issue lies, you know what I mean? And so looking at it this way, when legit, every like palace staffers who have been there for life quit when Megan came in and like all the things, I don't know. I can't just like sit back and idly like nod my head as she talks to Oprah. I I don't know. I can't. I have to just kind of be like, oh, I don't know. And
0: I think, you know, the race card, Uh, her throwing out the race card that was very dangerous. Dangerous and convenient. I'll just say that. But honestly, if someone in the family had said that, why even, why even tell the world? Like it does humankind no good because now we just feel, oh, even up in our hierarchies, we are so divided and racist, A. And B, you're just throwing someone hugely under the bus. And C, it just why stir that pot? Like we are trying to find and gain some ground with peace and the racism and the division department. And that just like throws it up into a fury again. Absolutely, whoever that one person that said that, that is a wrong, wrong thing to say, wrong concern, absolutely out of line. But I feel like that's almost so private. And that's the thing, she shared a lot. And I just feel like you wanted to escape to have this peaceful private life then why did you call up Oprah and sit in front of the camera to tell all the dirty laundry? Like, I know she wanted to stick up for herself and for Harry, but I want to hear from Harry's mouth. I needed to get away. I And he said, I, she saved me. She saved me. And if that is the truth, if he was so done, Diana... William, all the things, I am done. I can't do this life. I won't do this life. I'm done. But I still just don't feel like it was his conviction, his choice. Now, even more than ever, so many other factors have played into that and forced him to make this decision. He did not look happy to me. Yeah, he didn't. He looked and very he conflicted. Knew the fallout this would have. The damage and the pain that he would cause his family, he was very conflicted. agree with you. The biggest loss in all of this for sure is William and Harry. They needed each other and he's going to be king one day. And let's be real. It was Kate, William and Harry. They were these like little three amigos and they did so much together before he met Megan. And there was a very healthy, cute dynamic there that it was like, oh, we know this life and only we do. And now he kind of like deserted that. And not that I don't think it's valid. I see how hard it would be, but oh, I just. Oh, I know, I know. So, so many feelings. Yeah. I know. Like, it just, just has a I feel like well how dominant, me. too, she was in the conversation. And, like, every time they were in, like, the little hen house and she was telling her thing and he's just in the background, I'm like, this is the Prince of England. He needs to come and share his truth. I think he should have been the first one to speak. I think he should have been the first one questioned. I think he needed to tell his truth. And then... The woman he happened to marry and the hardship she's gone through could share her story. Mm-hmm. But the story is Prince Harry at the end of the day. And I don't know why. Yes, we're in America. Yes, Meghan is an actress. Yes, she is biracial. And yes, she's a duchess now. But I do think Prince Harry's story is first and foremost in my book. Okay, I'm going to be
1: 100% honest what my takeaway was. I feel like Harry kept insinuating that he was trying to get everybody to see what they had in Megan. Like they just never saw it. I need them to see what they have in her. He said that multiple times in different words to where in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, was she in the background? Like, I just don't get enough attention. I don't do this. They, they don't like me. They don't know me. But you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like William and Kate will be King and Queen. It's mm-hmm. different. It's mm-hmm. not going to be Harry, And he's always understood that role. It's always been Prince William and Harry. Harry's always been second. And he knows that. And he's okay with that. But I don't think Meghan's okay being second fiddle. I really don't. And I think there could be conflict in the background of her, like, no, no, I'm not okay with this. I'm a strong woman and I have opinions and I have voices and I'm not gonna walk behind a blah blah blah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a strong American girl, but I can see some like super strong-willed women really taking issue. You know what I mean? Sure. And absolutely. I just know like the dynamics in a marriage. I mean Right,
0: right. I mean, it's family dynamics on a huge scale, <laughs> you know? And I think Prince Harry has done the honorable thing and supported his wife. At the end of the day, he chose her. I mean, that choice. I hope always will ring true to him, but I mean, it has complicated his life immensely. He has stayed true to her and supported her and done in his eyes, what's best for her and their child. So I do respect Harry in that way. I just, it's funny that they came to America, like how the whole thing went down and we're going to wrap this up, but it's just kind of funny, like how it all panned out and they're in LA and Santa Barbara and with a podcast. With a podcast and Oprah, living on Oprah Street. It just is weird how it... So you came here to be American royalty now and everything that comes with. Yeah. I don't know. It's that's where it just doesn't sit well with me. I know. Unfortunately. It's, it's interesting. And I was hoping to be their cheerleaders and kind of see that. And she has this whole Cinderella story, but it's just very drastically not it's not that yeah I mean I think there
1: was like a way to go about it and she overshared for sure and can I just say the queen is a class act the statement that she put out the next day she says I'm so sorry that there was all this going on in the background I'm totally paraphrasing here but she just says it so perfectly like go read it it's so good And then she says they'll always be loved and they're always going to be members of our family and we hope we can repair it and stuff like that. It's just so perfectly done. And I'm like, man, Elizabeth, you are so great. Yeah. So great. I'm dying to know what William and Kate think.
0: I know. And that's another thing. Why couldn't they have done like a sit down there I know they she would probably have felt attacked. Like that's the thing. No one's on her side, but Oprah is going to get on her side here. And so that's where I feel like it could have panned out a little smoother or been had some more answers. If it was based out of England with a reporter and kind of sharing, this is what's happening behind the scenes. We want it to go better. This is what we need. This is what's happened. But instead it was just a whole different thing.
1: Yeah. Tell us if we're like, off the mark here. I'm curious to know what you think about all of
0: this. So go hit us up. I know, because my sister who watched it was on the very other end. Very I know. sympathetic to Megan. How tragic. This is so unfortunate. This has happened to her. This is so sad. Where I don't know. I just did not pick that up from the get go. And I didn't even go into it assuming that. I was just excited to see what they'd say. Oh,
1: totally. And I do think our age might play into it a little bit. And what I mean by that is we're Harry's age. And we watched, I watched the funeral. I I watched Diana's funeral. And we grew up watching the Harry and William dynamic, like in Teen Bop and all of the stuff. And so my loyalty is to the brothers, right? In a weird way. It's not to Megan. And I think the younger generation-
0: They don't really know the boys as much. They looked up to Megan, right? Harry and I were both born in November of 1984. There you go. And I was felt very connected to Harry (laughs) from the (laughs) get-go. I really did. I was such a fangirl. I mean, I wrote him in seventh grade. We had to write a famous person a letter, like in like, I don't know. We had to practice our writing skills. He was your person? And I chose to write Prince Harry. Shut up. And Yeah. In seventh grade, Mr. Gray's class. Wait a minute.
1: You chose Harry over William?
0: Oh, yeah. You did? I did. I don't know. I always like, was drawn to Harry I think William was like a babe then he was so cute and so class act but I don't know maybe because Harry was my age oh my gosh that's so interesting to me yeah, for I some don't know. reason I don't I know why that. I don't know okay I,
1: well, that was our take on that oh my goodness this little heart Harry I know we want all of you to just to live happily ever after yes Harry gosh, all of you Kate,
0: I will just say I mean I guess in closing Kate is a hard act to follow because Kate is mere perfection <laughs> I do adore Kate Middleton so much I think she just it could not have been any more perfect Kate and William and I and I get that that's a hard thing to follow yeah for sure but for sure ah
1: okay really quick we're going to provide some value in this episode Mm -hmm. really fast we are going to talk about our quick and easy family dinners that we do on weeknights when we have no time we did not prep anything what our go-to's are
0: number one what is yours Lauren Oh, gosh. Hot dogs with the Pillsbury croissants. If you take the dough and just wrap around the hot dogs. I love doing this, obviously, around Halloween with like mummies um, or it's pigs in a blanket, essentially. And then just popping them in the oven and they're just yummy, toasted, dipping in. That sounds so good. Mustard, ketchup, all the things. Anything with a croissant roll. I know is croissants. Incredible. You can go no wrong. They are
1: so good. Okay, mine is going to be breakfast for dinner. Yeah, I mean, always a go to in my house. And number one, there's like subsections under the breakfast, right? Okay we love to do yogurt parfaits. Mm-hmm. And Lauren laughed when I told her this because she's like, that
0: would not feed my children. It wouldn't fill them. I know they'd would be coming back for second di- second dinners yeah. come seven o'clock. I need, I'm need. i hungry. A bowl of cereal at seven o'clock it and I totally would die. It totally
1: fills my children. We get the Chobani vanilla yogurt mm-hmm. and we do like fresh berries and a lot of granola and like a big bowl. And they like love it and they eat it up. But then you can also do like burritos, breakfast burritos. That's quick yes, and easy. Yes,
0: Absolutely. I think eggs and bacon, a lot of protein and something healthy. And we always have that kind of stuff on hand.
1: Didn't it always feel kind of special growing up to have breakfast for dinner? Yeah,
0: it was fun uh, for sure. I love Or even it. if you really got waffles or pancakes. I have a hard time doing waffles or pancakes because I feel like they do get so much sugar right before bed with syrup and stuff but it is such a treat. So good. Mm -hmm. Okay. The next one that we
1: have that we
0: love to do is grilled cheese with like a tomato soup. I think soup can be a yummy filler. I think there's lots of good soups out there. I I mean, canned soups I know aren't as tasty, but a chicken noodle soup or tomato or yes. Trader
1: Joe's has this roasted red pepper soup that I'll pair with grilled cheese and it is in Readable and so easy. This is
0: such a side note, but something you know. Sometimes chilies. Uh, I know it's best to make a homemade chili, but if you can't, there's a one or two good canned chilies. And something that we used to do, I haven't done this forever, is almost like a fry bread. And again, with Pillsbury, you take their biscuit dough in the Pillsbury roll, and you spread it out, and you kind of fry them in some oil, and it puffs them up like a. Um, Indian fry bread. Okay, and then you put chili on it or beans and rice on it, and you kind of have an Indian fry bread. Yeah, that's the simple one and tasting kind of different. Okay, well, we're on a tangent here. Do you know what a frito
1: pie is?
0: Frito pie? <laughs> she just looked at me. So no. Weird. How do you what,
1: what? What is that? This is a southern delicacy. Okay. 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 They serve it at Sonic Drive-In in the oh, South. Oh wait, I I think I might know. Go. It's Plain Cheetos, yes, I in a, a bowl. In the, it's, yep, with chili and grated cheese on top, and it is delicious. So so go try Cheetos
0: it. and chili. No, 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 not chilies.
1: Fritos, Fritos, Fritos. F r i t o s. Yes, Fritos, not Cheetos with chili. Fritos, corn chips. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's something about the saltiness of the Frito mixed with the chili, that canned Wolf brand chili. Now, don't be bougie about it. You got to get like the canned stuff. Right. With the grated cheese. Well, I
0: almost thought you were going to talk about, have you seen that trend with the chips? Well, you just like almost take a Fritos bag, like a little individual one, and cut it open and pour the chili on top. That's they do this pretty much. Yeah, I know. I've seen them do that with the bags of oh, chips. Like I think it's like a trendy or I actually think it might come out of Mexico. These like oh. chip things and you put the chili and the stuff yeah. on top of the bag. It's so unhealthy. Oh my gosh. So unhealthy. So
1: unhealthy, but so good. Even my particular husband from Orange County, he likes the Frito pie. Okay. <laughs> the Frito pie. I know. Next one. Number four is just our favorite frozen meals. So what would you say your go-to frozen Meal is for your family.
0: Yeah, we love really. There's so many great Chinese dishes at Trader Joe's, but one we really love is the orange chicken. So we get a bag of the orange chicken in either the fried rice or just some white rice. And Costco has a great one too. Um, I really like theirs. And I will say the air fryer is a game changer. Yes, right. That's oh, popping them out so fast and so good. Very well done. The, yes, the texture it's a well done. of
1: the air fryer game changer. Agreed. My favorite frozen meal and I'll admit it for dinner many a nights is the Lily B's organic bean rice and cheese burritos. These are again just a frozen burrito but I really like them. I will live and eat them and I always try and keep like salsa in the fridge. I feel like we always usually have salsa and so if you put a lot of salsa on top it's like really good. My kids will actually eat it. It's not spicy. It's a good
0: a good mix. And I do think even just homemade Bean burritos are a great go-to in yeah, our house right? too. Even if we just grab a can of refried beans. And, you know, my my sister-in-law puts cream cheese in her refried beans. Put them in a pot, get them hot, put in some cream cheese with it. And it really makes it. It's almost like a bean dip. It's like so good. It's good Ooh, beans. They're good beans. And yeah. then I throw that into a tortilla. That's tasty. Okay. My tip on
1: making at home bean and cheese burritos is after you wrap the burrito, put it on a Either a skillet or a fry pan, no oil or anything, and just like toast the sides, brown them mm, up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like it firms it a little bit, yes. and it just makes easier- the tortilla really good.
0: Yes, and easier yeah. to eat. Like yes. it's all kind of solidified in there, yeah. and you can eat it. There's better. something
1: about kind of browning it that That's really like point. tops it off. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And while we're talking about burritos, our last quick and easy weeknight meal, I'm going to say it is nachos. <laughs> Nachos. Pretty much any Mexican food. But oh, I know. I mean, we do nachos quite a bit and we will just like brown up some ground beef. Again, we have salsa on hand, a can of beans, avocado if I'm feeling fancy. Uh, and obviously lots of cheese. Yep. And we go to town. And yeah. it's like super good.
0: I know. No, nachos and even like just the chips and cheese. My kids do the chips and cheese even after school or whatever.
1: I know. That is such an oldie. I did that. I, know. I used to do it in high school. Yeah, nachos. yeah like, we did too. throw them in the microwave. <laughs> oh,
0: after church on Sunday? Oh, I can totally remember going home and making uh, chips and cheese. I mean, nachos. Yeah, we call them nachos too. Yeah. But I know that's like a far cry from actual nachos. It's so, so
1: funny. Yeah, I that love is it. so funny. Well, hopefully that helped a little bit. We would actually love to hear what your quick and easy weeknights are. I we know. are really not the best at the planning I, part of things. I dinner. know.
0: We we are awful at the We've talked about aspect. that a lot, but yeah. yeah. Now I, I know I'm going to run through the store real quick after this and grab a few things. I, I have know. my ideas churning so for tonight. All
1: right. Well, that'll do it. We have a new episode, a great episode coming out on Monday with a special guest. And you are definitely going
0: to want to be subscribed to hear this one. So make sure that you are. Yeah, thanks so much for sitting in and really excited for Monday's episode. So don't miss out and go catch the interview if you haven't watched it with Prince Harry. Yes, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok,
1: all the socials at? Yes, the Mom Voice Podcast. Anything else, Lauren?
0: No, that will do it. Okay, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, take care of each other.